Okay, good morning, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Time for Health podcast. Uh, I'm not here with my uh, lovely co-host, Lewis Pierce, because he's had some fatherly duties with his daughter, <coughs> and so and that must come first. So, But I am here with a wonderful guest, somebody who I feel like I've known for years but never met, uh, the wonderful Graham Bintz. Welcome to the show, Graham. Hey, thanks, Matty. It's been a while, eh? We, about time we met. Yes, it is. And we, we've <laughs> chatted loads on various social media platforms. Uh, and we do seem to have a lot in common. So um, we, uh, what, the reason why we've got you on the show is because you've written a book. And we're going to deep dive into your book a little bit later on. But first of all, Great. tell me about how you got to where you are now. How, your short life story. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I'll whiz through it. Um, uh, I'll, I'll start when I was 17, um, like yourself probably. Jo I joined the military. Um, left home, joined the military at 17. And um, I joined the RF regiment, like yourself. And, and I wanted to become... Um, a paratrooper and and it was just after the Falklands so showing my age a bit there and uh, the, the parachute regiment you know the, the, the queue was round the block so I, I, I snuck into the RF regiment and got my wings that way. Um, I did eight years, <clears throat> um, went to the Gulf War and read a book from uh, uh, John Pilger um, called Heroes, realised that, that we that all the a lot of the truths that we've been told in life are, are, are actually lies um, and decided that, that you know was, I'd done my time in the military and needed to get out. So, so I got out of the military, paid, paid for my release um, after a tour of Northern Ireland, I think, and um, went off to India to do my, my OM bit and you know, find something out there. Came back, became a tree surgeon uh, in London. That was far too much hard work. So after a year, I, I, I pissed off to Bosnia to be an aid worker um, to drive trucks, and I... I, I I live by the mantra that everybody in, in their life should do one thing that they can write a book about. Um, and that was, you know, I, I thought that was going to be mine. So off I went to drive this convoy. I answered an advert in a newspaper, deliver, deliver food to some desperate people, drive home and, and find what I was going to do in my life. And um, three and a half, nearly four years later, I, I was still in Bosnia. Uh, and I spent eight months of that in, in, in Sarajevo, besieged. Um, so some pretty hairy and, and, and hectic, cra crazy stuff went on there, but it was absolutely fantastic time in my life. Uh, I came home from that um, and I, I started to maladjust. Um, I started to, my, my nervous system started to fracture. So I, I, needed to, to, I needed to do something. So I went to Africa and, and, and um, became a tour, an expedition tour leader, and um, which was just wonderful. And, and the space and the beauty of Africa was very healing and therapeutic for me. It, it has a much better. Um, it's just it's just so much better to be in Africa, and the people are so beautiful as opposed to be in in the UK or Europe with with first world problems, which is what I couldn't deal with, couldn't function. Came back to the UK and I realized that I was going to have to live in the UK because the whole time in Bosnia, five, four years, Africa was all voluntary. Africa was paid, but not much. So I didn't have any money. So I realized I was going to have to live in the UK. So I, I decided if I'm going to live in the UK, I'm going to do the job I've always wanted to do, which was a, a paramedic. And I applied and I got in. And of course, you know, it's a strange job to do with PT when, you, when, when you have post-traumatic stress. But it actually, it actually worked out and, and worked into my favour. Um, so I did five years on the streets in, in, in Britain in a, in, a, in a crappy town called Reading. Pretty rough, rough neighbourhood where Ricky Gervais comes from. And um, the best thing about Reading is the road out. You, know, you used to go in houses <laughs> that you, you wipe your feet on the way out. And... Um, 
And, uh, but I met a beautiful nurse, Australian nurse, and managed to emigrate over here to Australia and into the tropics, which, which you know, serves me really well. And it was over here that I, 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 I shifted into more of a mental health um, and, and counselling um, in area, industry, work, job. And um, I, that, that's where I, I carry on working today. And I'm slowly, slowly building my counselling, my own personal counselling um um profession maybe I, everything's been voluntary up to now i worked for an organization out here called lifeline for three three years you know manning phones um crisis counseling on the phones um which gave me you know developed a lot of skills for me um gave me a lot of experience and um gave me a huge understanding of uh, post-traumatic stress funnily enough and it was over here that i decided that i was actually i actually needed professional help and, and sought professional help and, the, and just the, 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 the person I ended up finding is an absolutely amazing it's a ridiculous story in itself um, but he was a he was ex-US military so he was ahead of his game a very good written books and has an academy I think um, psychologist and, um, and and we worked through and, and obviously I got diagnosed with post-traumatic stress uh, 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 amongst other things that we we discussed and talked about so it was very, it, it, that was when my healing began and that's when I I I would only ever become in, in, a counsellor or go into this work if I know and knew and I'm absolutely confident that I've healed myself first mm. I did not I didn't do it the other way around I didn't go into this work in, as as a way to heal me right I, I got healed first and it was the realisation of, of actually how simple it is to treat certain disorders including post-traumatic stress and anxiety disorders that i found out how simple it can be that i've realized that this is what i want to do bring bring to other people's attentions um you know how how to go about it because there seems to be this big doubt and you know, there's a big query about it and, and and a lot of confusion about it and i think mm. we i think we are on the same tracks in 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 that sort of sense yeah certainly in a lot of what we uh, we've talked about in the past um yeah we certainly are aligned in our thought processes that this is you know there is a i won't say necessarily a cure but you get to a place where you can function normally absolutely you know absolutely and that's what and, it's all and, about yeah and that's where i met dion jensen i met you i, I, I met um, some other people i mentioned later and and, and that's the, the point of our, we, we have a um, PTSD Solutions Community website and um, uh, I'm, I'm also doing a symposium with Dion shortly tomorrow, hopefully. And the, the point of my book is that we, we it, in that <coughs> um, community, we're all people who have overcome post-traumatic stress. So if we can just say overcome post-traumatic stress, you'll never hear me call it a disorder. You might do by accident or by, for SEO reasons, right? Yeah. But I call it post-traumatic stress because that's all it is. It's just yeah. post-traumatic stress. It's not frigging disorder, right? Um, and 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 you won't hear me. See that that doesn't trigger me anymore. That noise, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're coming to get you. <laughs> yeah, I, I worry about me now. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, I I don't say that I suffered with post-traumatic stress. I say I experienced post-traumatic stress. Yeah. So whether whether we want to use the word or we don't want to use the word cure, we can say that overcome. So the yeah. the point of, of of our posse, if you like, and, and the people I work with, Dion and Lisa, etc., Sonella, um, is the fact that we all know that we've overcome it. 
which and I, I do I get very irked hearing people and, 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 and seeing people argue on Facebook groups saying you can never you can never beat it you can only manage it that, that's absolute bollocks and, and we're living proof that it's bollocks yeah. um, and, and, and I'm sorry that here's the evidence right you know I, we've all had most of us come from suicidal ideation uh, you know that's how low we got in, in our in our shitstorm or when we were in the in our lows or depressed or, or post-traumatic stress was raging to leading absolutely normal lives and not having any any symptoms yeah so you know we're living proof and and then the second thing we need to do to be in that collective is to have a system and and to to have written a book um, which is why I, I brought it, I brought out a shorter version, really, of, of my longer book. I'm still working on. Okay, cool. So, lead us on nicely to what's the book called? <laughs> ah, it is called Surviving the Shitstorm. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll just have to put I'll have to put my bomb sites on here, and just to let you know. So, it's written by me, and I call myself the bulletproof counselor because that's what I try to do is make people bulletproof, right? So that, yeah. and it's just a good play on words. But what you'll see at the bottom of my book is it's is it's subtitled "Immediate Action Drills." from the ptsd survival guide and and uh, you know from from your response there you you remember ia drills right so yes very military don't know what an, yeah and, and that's my, my book is based on on the military aid memoir that we used to have you know that yep. green waterproof yep. folder and so you can turn to any section right so but i i have to explain it for police ambos etc or anyone but <laughs> an, an, an ia drill immediate action drill is is a response to um coming under effective enemy fire right yep. and, and it's it's how you respond to that automatically and, and as you remember we did it over and over and over and over again until we didn't have to think about it it's just am yeah. ambush left contact left uh, and we just do an, an ia drill and yep. we all know it and, and and that is the context my book is written in and i still practice it today um so it's called surviving the shitstorm right because it's a shorter version of my longer book and it's for people who are in the shitstorm in the hole right and and the last thing when i was depressed and suicidal there are a lot of books out there you think i could read any of them N not a chance i'm not going to pick up war and peace right and, and oh what a fascinating book this is you know you you don't want you can't you you haven't got the mental capacity so so my book is only half at a half hour read and it's in very manageable bite-sized pieces and written very basically uh, uh, strategically that, that's my plan and, yeah. and it's written very simply and, and it's also this is the tool to use for sleep this is the tool to use for diet this is the tool to use because we don't need to hear all the medical jargon right when we're depressed just Trust me, I, I use this, I get out, this is how I got out of you it. You just want a solution. You just want a bloody solution, don't yeah, you, right? Absolutely. Especially military people, because we're great at following orders. <laughs> yeah. It does say, you know, as you were speaking now, I think that's very authoritarian. <laughs> you know, just do this. <laughs> do this now. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've had a, a previous conversation, and I won't go into too much detail about the previous conversation, how it happened. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned IBS. 
Yeah, and that that's this That was a fascinating yeah, point that you mentioned uh, before in our conversation about uh, the serotonin. So give us that uh, synopsis for the the people listening. Yeah, sure. And and this is this is what this is what I mean by um the fact that these it it, it it's not difficult to get out of these places, these disorders. Right? <laughs> Whatever you want to call conditions, you know. And this is how I started to research it by finding these amazing connections but of course i had to live through that 10 to 15 years and now i'm condensed it all into 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 one book and i'll condense it into two books so the way i managed to heal myself initially or to get out of the shitstorm because my book the shitstorm is only how to get out of the shitstorm that's when you have to do the work but you can't do the work when you're in the shitstorm no, because you're all over the place, right? You're you're just a mess. You're drinking. You're fighting. You're you're arguing. Yeah. You're, you're you're thinking about suicide. You're 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 crying. You're an emotional wreck. So, when I was in that situation, I I also contracted irritable bowel syndrome, and and it was absolutely dis disabilitating, Maddie. Um, it was you know, I'll, I'll certainly joke about it, but but at the time it was disabilitating. It. it nearly stopped me from doing my work as a paramedic and it certainly stopped me from going out and socializing okay with 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 cramps diarrhea um constipation uh, bloating that, that affects your breathing depression um um aches and pains lethargy just it was it was disabilitating and um a, a friend of mine a good friend of mine i speak about a lot and i speak about in my book who helped me through this bad time um his his doctor was a uh, school friend and she, he had ibs as well and he she prescribed him ssris which you can do in in the uk you can't in australia so selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors and and they work by stopping um serotonin um going going back into the into the uh, across the synapses i believe and he he told me that it, it cured his ibs so i said well i'll have a go on that Went, went to my doctor, got prescribed Lustral, and within two days of taking five milligram SSRIs, every single one of my symptoms that I'd had for two years cleared up. Every wow. single one in two days. Yeah, it was, it was just an aha moment. I, I just couldn't believe it. Two years of struggling with IBS. Um, horrible. And in two days, I, I, it stopped. Now, I looked into this as to why, why this could be. And a lot of doctors at the time didn't know this, I spoke to. The, the secondary function of serotonin is to work on the, the, the smooth muscle in our bowel. So I didn't know, you know, it's a chicken neck situation. I don't know what came first, the, the depression or the IBS. I don't know. But I didn't care because this, this cured it, right? And, and also this fog that I had in my head lifted and that's when i went oh i was depressed i was a miserable git and i was depressed and i can laugh at billy Connolly again now and, and i'm getting better and i'm going to go out for a run i'm going to do some exercises i'm going to get some fresh air i'm going to eat some healthy food etc etc um and and the other interesting thing about that which which we're all becoming to know now is is our gut biome right and 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 how that is the answer could be the answer to everything um and you know i've done some fascinating research on gut biome and, it, and, and it's also linked with with post-traumatic stress mm. but it's where serotonin is produced in our body 
so if, if it's not working, if it's not functioning, if we're eating crap and drinking crap and, and self-medicating and taking medications, we're ruining our gut biome. It's not producing serotonin properly. Yeah. So there's a, there's a huge link here. And, and, and I, you know, I go into this in, 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 in my book, in the diet section. Um, and in, the, in, the, in my longer book, I will go into the gut biome as well. Um, mm. But it's a fascinating link um, and a very important factor. Um, and of course, the vagus nerve, which carries, this, carries, carries the messages to yes. the gut and to our heart as well. You know? So we have a gut brain and the heart brain. Yeah. And it's, um, again, you mentioned the chicken and egg thing, and it is something that no one seems to have actually clarified or proven either way yet. No, Um, no. But they're so interlinked. Does it really matter which one came first? As long as it doesn't seem to. Yes. That's, that's how I'm looking at it. And and, and again, uh, you know, as I say in my book, it's the tools. Just do this. (laughs) We can talk about it later. Let's get you out of the shit storm. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of more questions, not necessarily related to your book, but um, sure. What is the uh, what is the one thing you can look back on over your lifetime so far that you mm. feel was a real big turning point to get you where you are now? Um, going and finding professional help. So, so going to talk to the right person, mm. right? Um, and making sure you have a good relationship with that person. You trust that person, that person that, that you're not necessarily more intelligent than that person. That, that's always dangerous if you're more intelligent than your, than, than your psychologist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but you have to have a, you know, a respect. And then, you know, interestingly as well, it was becoming a paramedic because I learned so much and I'm so fascinated about medicine and the human body but now i'm actually i'm, I'm fascinated in this and this yeah. and the gut brain and, and this and, and the mental side of it and i've shifted from from physical to you know to, to more mental mm. um although i do call post-traumatic stress a physiological condition um interestingly so i, I it was you know it was it was going and finding reaching out for help and talking to um um david jensen jansen Who's, who, who wrote a book called Really Relating. Um, and what I did there it was, was fascinating. I, I was, I was um, my, we were driving up the coast of Australia in, in a camper van, as everyone does when they come to Australia. We were looking for a place to live. And my partner had to fly back to Adelaide to, to attend a wedding. So I was left in a place called Port Macquarie for a few days. So I, I went off to um, do a surf school. And, and realize I'm a pommy, I can't surf, give it up. And I, I had to sit in the campsite for a few days. So I decided that because I was having relationship problems, that, that I would use this time very constructively and, and go and find a psychologist. And, 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 you know, I'm the common denominator in all my relationships failing. Isn't it about time I, I went and, 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 and manned up and um, asked for help? Mm. So I, I had an art pad then, I used to do some art. I used to do a lot of drawing and, and I wrote a, a page of A2, you know, a whole page of A2 and about my life. And I, I took this off to armed to see the psychologist. Now, before we left Adelaide, we, we went to a, an organization called Relationships Australia because, you know, because my anger um, issues with post-traumatic stress were, were getting in the way of our relationship. And um, we went to, a free 
marriage counseling session with Relationships Australia. And they sold us this book called Really Relating by David Jensen. Now, I read half of it and, you know, my ego got in the way. Um, what, what do I call it? <laughs> my, my inner, my inner, I'll come back to that. Um, my inner twat got in the way and I didn't read it all. <laughs> but um, so we, we drove 3,000 kilometers in, across Australia and we, I stopped at Port Macquarie and I was there for a few days. I went and found a phone box at a campsite. I, I looked through a list of psychologists and I grabbed two, phoned the first one, no answer. Phone the second one, yes, you can make an appointment for tomorrow. Great, blah, blah, blah. I walk in tomorrow and it's David Jensen who wrote the book that was given to me in Adelaide. Something now, to, for that, a reason. I know, right? That, that freaked me out a bit. You know, <laughs> you know, that, that was a bit weird. <laughs> I, I can't explain that one, set 42. And, yes. um, <laughs> and, and, and so I, I, I was thinking, you know, in, in, in this old fashioned sense that I was going to, you know, lie on a couch, tell him this whole story about what I'd done in my life. And I wanted to know how these things had affected me. He didn't do that. He listened to my very quick spiel of what I'd done. And then he said to me, why do you think you've done all those things? Well, what do you mean? He said, well, why do you think you, you, you've done all these things that, that are a high adventure, high adrenaline, high risky. trauma, risky? And I said, well, I don't know. I suppose they're quite funny. And he said, well, I think you have ADHD. And he, he sat me down and did a test, an ADHD test. And I was off the scale, right? <laughs> and, and he informed me that the military is full of ADHD type people. It, it, it's absolutely full because we love to be told what to do. Where can you get that adventure? Where can you drive million dollar tanks and jump out of airplanes oh. and abseil off this and, and all for free? and get great mates have a beer i'm, I'm starting to question myself now do i have adhd <laughs> uh, do a test i i would wager but look look i don't call it adhd and i don't call it you know it's certainly not a disorder i don't call it adh i, I call it um a da vinci mindset and that comes from a, a psychologist called otto ranks who was a protege of sigmund freud the only reason his work wasn't published and recognized is because there's only about 10 to 15 percent of society who have this DRD4 um, risk-taking gene or ADHD. Now let's look at France. They don't even have ADHD. It's not, that's not a thing. It's not an option, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> and um, who, uh, Ken Robinson, Sir Ken Robinson did that beautiful TED talk, the most most watched TED talk ever, where he talks about the woman who is the choreographer of the Sydney Ballet and her doctor, uh, her mother took her to a doctor because the teacher said she was disrupting the, the class and she wanted to know what was the problem with the daughter. And the doctor walked out of the room, told the, told the daughter, we, we're just going out to have a chat and we'll be back in a minute. And as he went out, he turned the radio on and he said to his, her mum, watch her. And she got up and started dancing. And, and, and she said, he said, your daughter hasn't got a disorder, hasn't got a mental problems. She's, she's a dancer. Take her to dance school. So she did. This is the woman that choreographed Cats. She's right. a multi-millionaire. Yeah. She's a multi-millionaire. And she has produced some beautiful art in her life because she's found and become aligned with her Da Vinci side, her artistic mm. Da Vinci side. Um, so it's a fascinating thing, Maddie, and uh, you don't have to do a quick test, and, and the military is full of us. 
Um, <laughs> yes. and, of, and of course, with the PTSD, I correlated that not only is there's, there's a lot of ADHD or Da Vinci makeups, um, and you'll notice how I'm, I'm talking from one, uh, you know, I've gone right off track, right? <laughs> okay, that, that's my Da Vinci. And, um, and also that a lot of us come from broken homes and tra traumatic childhood backgrounds, but, mm. but yeah. So what he did, he didn't put the, going back to David Jensen, when he listened to me, he didn't put the cart before the horse and said, well, you've been to Bosnia, you've been in the military, you've been to some wars, you, you've been to Africa, you've been to the, the. um, he, he said, this is why you did this because you have ADHD mm. and, and, and that's where we started unraveling it. And then we talked about, you know, my, my childhood and, and the fact that, that I've, that I experienced complex post-traumatic stress from, from my childhood as, mm -hmm. as well. And, and again, that's, you know, maybe another reason why we go and join the military. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So if you, um, going back uh, and lining this back with your book mm. and, uh, if we, if you had, if you were to give one bit of advice to someone who's in that shitstorm right now, yeah, what would you say to them? Read my book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, that's too sorry. easy. That's too easy. You <laughs> yeah, can't no, do that one. Far too easy. Far too easy. Um, talk to a friend. Talk, yeah. talk to a friend. Open up. Uh, find a confidant or or what we call a battle buddy these days. You know that was Dion's terminology. Um, find a battle buddy. Find someone like, like me and you, right? I could come to you and go, Maddie, I, I, need, I need to talk to you. This is, I'm, I'm going through shit, man, right? And the reason I say that is, is because once, once you open up to somebody and you have that confident, that battle buddy, you, you, you know, a, a problem halved, a problem aired is a problem halved. It really is true. But then you can start talking about your plan of action. And, and that's what you, you, you need, a plan of action, right? Which is then, you know, the next step, which for, for, for that person is to then go to the right professional help. Yeah. Right? Because, and, and because they can tell you things. And what I hear all the time, Maddie, I'm sure you do as well, is how could they ever know what I've been through? Well, mm. well, they don't, but they've talked to a hell of a lot of people who have been through what you've been through. And they right. know how this thing works and they know how the trauma can affect our body and they know the pathway out of it. Um, and you know, you just have to resonate with the right therapist. Let's just say therapist. It doesn't matter which. Yeah. You and, and you're right. I'm one of the first things I got taught as a, uh, a hypnotherapist and dealing with people who can have all sorts of different, you know, mental and physical conditions is, you know, is the, what we call the pre-talk and it's building rapport with the person yes that doesn't yeah. mean i can build rapport with everyone because i certainly can't and like you say not every therapist Absolutely is going to be able not. to help every person who needs to help nope. he needs help so you've got to nope. find the right person you've got to you know you might waste the money if you're paying privately you go and see somebody and you don't click no you, you know it's just not going to help don't bother you've got to walk don't away bother. and i've yeah, i've turned yeah, people yeah. away and recommended to go and see other people because in that Likewise. first 20 minutes of chatting it just hasn't clicked and yeah, I'm just like, yeah. you're not, I'm not going to waste your money and your time and my time yeah. trying yeah. to help you when we haven't got this report. And I'll, I don't say that yeah. out loud to them uh, in, such, yeah. in that kind of way, but I just say, like, I think uh, I know someone who could help you better than I can. Yeah. And, yeah. And hopefully they've taken my recommendation and gone and got the help they, they needed. Um, Absolutely. So you're right. It is. You've got to find the right therapist for you as an individual if you're in that shit storm. Yeah. Yeah. So my longer book, I have a section on how to find the right therapist. 
oh, be interesting. psychologists. And and what I what I advocate is that you 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 select five in your local area, but you 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 have a you know you you have a criteria. Do, you know, do they do EMDR? Do they do hypnosis? Do they do somatic? Are they person centered? Are they a psychotherapist? Whatever you want, whatever you think. So you do a little bit of research. You find five. And you then organize with them for a 15-minute meet and greet. Mm. And if they won't do that for free, piss them off. Don't even yeah. worry about them, right? Because I usually you, do mine either over video or on the phone. Yeah. Because yeah, absolutely. Like, especially in today's climate with COVID. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I will tell people, look, I don't think I can help you. And, you know, on the phone, you can just tell yeah within a five-minute yeah. conversation normally yeah it doesn't and as you know i mean I've, I've i've asked you i've referred people to you yourself and 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 to paul claire there in the uk and um that's that's the point of the the, the um ptsd solutions website that we've got with dion jensen is that that if you don't resonate with with me if you don't like my persona you don't like my voice you don't like how direct i am um you don't that's okay that, that's fine you know, let me find you someone that you'll click with, you, yeah. you'll resonate with. And there's a yeah. very funny psychological, you, you may know this, a very psycholo uh, interesting psychological phenomena that, you know, you know how quickly we, we know whether we like somebody or not, you know, it's in, within seconds. But a lot of that is, is based upon who you remind us of. Yes. Yes. Right. So if you've been so bullied at school mind, by a particular yeah. person and that person, yeah. you know, your therapist you've gone to, to like reminds you of that person, like me. Yeah. yeah, you will not like me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're right. You've got to find the right person. And it happens on a very much a subconscious level as well. It does. Uh, yes. And whether it's the person's body language or mannerism, and, it might, yeah. you know, and you might not realize are they it reminds in you? you. Are they, yeah. Are they invested in you? Yeah. Have, have they got the time? Are they genuine or are they just, you know, looking at their watch and, waiting to run your card through their machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which let's face it happens. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question um, on therapy now. Okay. Yeah. What is your opinion on talking therapies and PTS? <clears throat> there's, there's, um, there's, there's conflict, isn't there? Whether, whether um, talking therapy makes people relive uh, their experiences. Um, I, I don't see a problem with it, and I, but I think it's up to the person. Um, what I advocate is, and, and I speak about in, in my videos, um, is that if you, were find, if you were to find yourself in front of me uh, in a counseling situation, you wouldn't necessarily have to tell me how you contracted your post-traumatic stress for me to help you. I don't need to know your story. Mm. I don't need to know it. I don't, it, it, I, and I will qualify this with you. Um, but if you want to tell me and you want to talk about it, that's fine. That's fine. Um, and I was talking to Stanella, um, who I'll introduce to you shortly, um, just tonight, um, but friggin' amazing woman. Um, and, and we were talking about the power, um, which I believe is, is, is massive of writing down your story. Mm. And, and we were talking about why that is um, very effective. It was very cathartic for me. <clears throat> very, very cathartic. And um, whether it's going to get published or not, it doesn't matter. It's just the, it's just the, the removal and, and the, the cognizant, um, you know, phrasing and, and naming what it is. And um, 
or what they are, what, what, what things are, you know, it may, may not just be one thing that you, that you're experiencing. Um, so, so, so yes, yes, talk therapy, it can work, but I'm very person centered. How, how do you, when, when someone, a counselor's job isn't to cure someone, right? It, it's to, it's to find the, the cure that they have in them, yes. that they know. It, it, it's to, it's to bring that out of them, right? Cause they're, they're, they're the expert on them. Yeah, and they right. quite often have now, the solutions, but just haven't worked out how to tap into it. Is exactly, and that's our job, right? To bring that out. So, I said I'd qualify it. I, I don't need to know what your trauma was. You don't have to tell me your story. I, I, I will treat your. I will treat the symptoms of post-traumatic stress once we find out what they are, right? Because what I learned from from my three years of counselling on the phones was that, however a person contracted post-traumatic stress and a lot of times they were undiagnosed post-traumatic stress <clears throat> however they contracted it pretty much manifested in the same way so if i had a soldier who'd done eight tours of bloody iraq or a, a, a young female who had some sort of abuse the post-traumatic stress symptoms manifested the same way so that tells me two things, right? One, I don't need to know your story. But secondly, it's a physiological condition. And if it's a physiological condition, we can remove the stigma because it doesn't mean that we're mad, right? And, and we can treat it in a, in, in, in a physiological way with a method yeah. and, and a system. Um, and and that I, you know, that, that's reflected in my book. That's what I talk about. That's what I preach. And that's what I believe. And, and, um, and, and it's, helped, it's helped me. Um, and I still, you know, if I, if I find that I'm slowly think I might be experiencing depression or it's black dogs knocking at my door, I go straight back into my, in, into the system I have in my book and it, it works every time. So if people want to talk about it, by all means, I, I think mm. so. Yeah. Not a problem, but you don't have to. No, and that's something I, I, I let my clients know if they're coming to me for trauma is that I, I can actually work with what I call content free. You don't have to talk about it. Yeah. We'll work yeah. on the, yeah. we work on the symptoms. We work on the emotions. We work on the emotional link. Uh, but yeah. We don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to hear your story. <laughs> no, no. And, and, it, and it's it, a great way. I mean, the, the MOD brought out a paper, I think it was in 2014 or 15. Um, <clears throat> talking about how they found that talking therapies for guys with, or, or, you know, military personnel who've got complex PTSD, how that talking therapies were actually compounding the problem and making them worse. And they were looking wow, at finding better solutions. Yeah. Uh, such as yeah. therapy and non, I was going to say non-invasive, <laughs> but therapies where you don't have to relive it and talk it out openly. Uh, yes. So uh, and what stage they're at with that now, right? yeah. yeah, I'm not too sure, but it's, uh, you know. Well, it's, well, the MOD always going to lag behind, right? By about 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll come back You're in five years there. and see where they're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're very generous. And, and, yeah. and, you know, funny enough, the talking therapy would have been, in our day, would have been, a, you know, me and you sat down in the pub, wouldn't it? Going, yeah. you know, Jesus, Matty, you know. That, that contact situation we were in in the Gulf, that, 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 that's, I, I keep dreaming of, so do I. Jesus Christ, let's talk about this. Or, you know. Get another pint in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get, get, get me another pint and I'll, we'll have a yarn. Packet of walkers. 
And um, yeah. <laughs> or, or it's it's two people talking about you know oh did that did you experience that in childhood as well? And and the more that we can talk about these things openly, I have a very good friend in the UK, and um, you know, he's he's only just coming to terms and realizing that that the that 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 he's experiencing the effects of complex post-traumatic stress um by the by the you know the treatment of his father as a child the mm. physical abuse and 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 you know we 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 suppress that and we don't want to talk about it when we're macho men right yeah. but when now me and him we we freely talk about this and and it's it's so cathartic yeah it, it's such a cathartic thing because you, you if you can talk about it matter-of-factly like like this you know like we're down the pub having a chat about the fact i've got diabetes or i've got adhd or i've had childhood trauma and bullying or whatever it, the more matter of factly the, the more cathartic it is um and and, and that's the, of course the, the, this this you know the the, the the thing about removing the stigma mm, absolutely uh, something uh, I've, I've noticed uh, about myself my own childhood traumas is that as as children even as teenagers we we sort of cope with it we, we sort yeah. of, you know, it's nothing, it doesn't happen. You don't seem to. You don't know any wrong. different, right? Yeah, you don't know yeah. any different. You, it's just life. And uh, you yeah. don't necessarily have any kind of post traumatic stress at that stage. And you get through life and you, you, you leave <laughs> home, you might join the forces, you might have one a job, you get married, you have kids, you get divorced, maybe. Uh, and it's only much later in life, you know, whether it be in your 40s or in your 50s, that suddenly. The, the black dog rears its ugly head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and 40, and it, 40 does seem to be a, a, a common yeah. age. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, you may have gone to Iraq, you may have gone to Afghanistan, you may have been in a, in a, in a, in a war zone or in a, another traumatic incident, whether you're you yeah. know, frontline, um, you know, police, fire, ambulance, yep. whatever. And you yep. think that it's because that's the thing that's triggered you, it. You think that that's it. That's the problem. That's, that's, yeah, but it's not. It, and it's, it's the it, you need to get to the root of the problem, which yeah. is the childhood. Yes, and, and it's, that's, it's that's like what the, you need to treat. The straw that breaks the camel's back. I like to use that analogy Absolutely. because you're piling Absolutely. straws on all all through your life. Yeah, and, and you keep yeah. piling straws on, and eventually that camel's not going to be able to walk. So it's not going to be able to function yeah. properly. And eventually it's going to yeah. be on its knees because you keep yeah. piling these things on. And the Absolutely. only way to and you're not shift. Yeah, to get rid of the, you know, to help the yeah. camel function normally is to start taking the, the, the straws off. Yeah. Now you can do that yeah. sometimes in bundles, uh, but sometimes yeah. you have to do it individually. But eventually yeah. you'll lift enough off that the camel can then stand up, walk, and function normally. And that's the same. Uh, get some water, with get us healthy. Yeah. Human beings is we've yeah. got to get, a, get to a level where we can function normally. And it, like, it's not necessarily a cure, but if you can find a solution to function normally, it's nearly as damn good as a cure. <laughs> Well, you can overcome it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and that's not um, saying know, it's not going to come back either, though, is it? We hope it doesn't. D depression can come back, but, but you can, you know, personally, I recognise it. And I, mm. and I have the tools now to deal with it. Absolutely. So yeah. I, it doesn't bother me. I, whenever, whenever the black dog comes to my door, I open the door, let him in, sits down by me till he gets bored and leaves because I don't give it attention. It, does, it doesn't get the attention anymore. Right? I'm not, I'm, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, and yeah, I have the tools. That realization tools. of being able to recognize the situation you're in. Yes, and, the yeah. emotional and, and talking about that, you know, that childish trauma that you, you're talking of, and, and likewise, um, you know, that's again, that's why 
possibly one of the main reasons we went to join the military and a lot of the people and that's why i first got this correlation that that that, that these the soldiers why do some soldiers get PTSD and some don't well some of us have a predisposition from it from our childhood and we joined the military to to find a family which is our you know that's our need our, our first need to have the tribe and the family or, or, or like we said, gangs and bikey gangs. So, so yeah. that, that, that's what we need to treat is, is that childhood trauma. But of course, the big hairy ass paratrooper, he, he doesn't want to talk about that time, you know, that, that happened in his childhood. Mm. It, it, that's, he tries to suppress and hide that. Um, and that's what you need to get. You need to burst that boil. And, and that bursting that boil hurts for a short time, but then it heals. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I, I do believe that's why some, a lot of people won't go to therapy because they know well that, that it hurts initially you know to launch that model yeah um, yeah or, or I, I call them splinters right we, we have splinters in our body and to get that those splinters out it's going to be a little bit un uncomfortable it's going to be a little bit painful and the other one is 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 that they think they're gonna have, as you said earlier they think they're gonna have to talk about it again mm. um once we can overcome that and, and, and let people know you don't have to talk about it you know it's old-fashioned you know sit on the couch and tell me your story it's, it's not yeah, like that anymore yeah that's a very old school way of doing Fre freudian <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yes but we won't go too much into that now it could be here all day <laughs> anyway this has been a, a great conversation graham thank you very much um so just give us a quick um information on how we can contact you how we can find your book how we can approach you whatever um, social media yeah just go to uh, we'll post a link social media as you know I've got a, a Facebook page which I'll, I'll change to the same name the, the, the PTSD survival guide um, and my YouTube um, page is the bulletproof counselor and also the bulletproof counselor.com.au where you where you can watch my videos and, and purchase the book the, the book I'm selling for a nominal fee it's $7.50 which is a cup of coffee in England um, because I, I, I just trying to recoup the, the, the costs of the art and the, and the editing yeah. and the, the web, the website. And also I just think that people need to hold value in something. So just, just a couple of shekels, just to, just to give it that uh, to hold value. And it's a very short condensed version of, of my longer book. And it just covers five, um, tools, which comes under the acronym of SADME, which is sleep, alcohol, diet, meditation and exercise and those five things are, are, are what i believe will get you out of the shitstorm or the hole if you want to call it the hole i'm in the hole you know and it's only a half hour read and it's very very user friendly and easy to read and, and in bite-sized pieces you can go to any section very user friendly and what i believe is those five tools will get you out of the shitstorm get you away from suicidal ideation which is where we want to get someone away from and that's when you can get to a nice base level where you can go and find that psychologist or, or, or that therapist or the worker you want to work with. And then you can do the real work to, to, to fix the actual problem. Excellent. Now, a lot of, all this information is going to be in the uh, synopsis for the podcast anyway. So um, we'll get, Excellent. get that uh, off you and put into when we broadcast the, uh, the, the podcast. So thank you very much, Graham. It's been absolutely fascinating. And uh, I hope all the listeners have found it as fascinating as I have and enjoyed it as much as I did. So thank you very much. Let me, can I just plug, I just want to plug very quickly because I was talking and I, I said, I would <laughs> tell you about Sunella. Sunella is just an incredible woman. Um, and I just need my bomb sites again. And I, I it's Sunella Pasagic. I hope I got her name right. And I'll, I'll send you her website because she's, I, I actually 
talking to her and I, I suddenly went, Matty has to podcast. Well, we'll, we'll set that up for a future podcast for sure. Her story is incredible, Matty. Absolutely amazing woman. Amazing, amazing. Absolute idol uh, of mine. She's a counsellor now. Something for our, our uh, viewers and myself and our listeners to look forward yeah. to. And we'll have yeah. to Much more up. interesting than me, I'm sure. Oh, wow. That, that's that's going to be amazing. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> and, and, and better looking, but that's not difficult. <laughs> well, Graham, it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure, my friend. And it's lovely to Likewise, see you. Likewise, Matty. Uh, so you take care and we'll catch up again soon. Okay, Thanks thank for you the very time. much for I listening, folks. It. And you all take care out there and stay safe. Bye. <laughs>